Welcome to T. Lokes, Tucson's local business podcast. I'm your host, L. Connor McEverly, and in each episode, we embark on a journey to connect with the passionate minds behind the businesses and nonprofits that make our community thrive. Join me as I sit down with the owners, visionaries, and change makers who pour their hearts into shaping the local landscape. We explore the challenges, triumphs, and unique journeys that define Tucson's business community. From the corner coffee shop to the innovative startups and impactful nonprofits, T. Lokes is your window into the diverse stories that make our city special. Tune in and get ready to get connected. This is T. Lokes. Howdy, folks. Welcome to T. Lokes, Tucson local business podcast. I'm your host, L. Connor McEverly, and here with me in the studio today is Sherry McClurkin, owner and founder of Rebellious Emotional Balance, a coaching service that strives to help you tame your brain. It is my pleasure to introduce to the show trauma therapist, trauma specialist, and certified clinical supervisor, Sherry McClurkin. Sherry, how are you doing today? Oh, I am doing great. This is actually wonderful timing because I just submitted and re-recorded my um, on-demand webinar and renamed it. Nice. It used to be called Calm in a Minute Strategies. It is now called Unleash Yourself Basics. Nice. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I thought so. I thought that was like better than when it came to me. Yeah, it's definitely very, it evokes uh, liberating tones, right? Just unleash yourself. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show. Um, I really appreciate you coming out here. Oh, I'm I'm so honored, Connor, that you invited me and that we're doing this. I appreciate appreciate that. So, and I love talking. Oh, for heaven's sakes, I love talking about my stuff. <laughs> I get it. That's why I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're talking about your business, Rebellious Emotional Balance. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like, what is the mission of Rebellious Emotional Balance? Yes. So I help people unleash themselves from guilt procrastination, distorted thinking, distractedness, busy minds, insecurity, self-doubt, and more. Right. Instead, to unleash within themselves the calm, the confidence, the focus, and the empowerment. All right. And what set you on this path? So I am coming from being 10 plus years as a trauma therapist. So I'm not any longer technically a trauma therapist, but that is my background. And before that, I was in the computer world. Um, And before that, I was working with kids. Okay. Yeah. All along, though, it was a taking big problems Mm -hmm. and breaking them down into smaller pieces so that they're manageable. And all of that comes from my own experience in childhood of a chaotic childhood and having come out of there with lots of anxiety and fears and insecurity, failing out of college, being in an unhealthy relationship for almost 30 years and being on the other side of that. I think so many people don't understand there is another side. Like You don't have to stay in insecurity. You don't have to stay in self-doubts. You don't have to stay in anxiety. Those things are not who you are. And now that I'm on the other side, I want people to know this. Absolutely. That's that's great. Um, I just wanted to touch on what you said. Like, I do think that is a really important thing for people to know. I mean, I've 
I still struggle with stress, guilt, and procrastination at times, you know? Um, And yeah, it can be hard when that is so much of a norm um, and such a pattern and overcoming that, um, you know, knowing that there is another side, right? Is, is, I mean, personally, I think that is relieving um, to know that I don't, (laughs) this isn't just my brain. I can, I can change it. Yeah. Um, Yes. Yeah. Right. The brain is not in concrete. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so much of how we go about coping and what makes us anxious and what our fears are and where the self-doubts or where the guilt comes in or the procrastination, whatever it is for for each of us individually, comes from a learned space. We learned it. We either saw people around us doing it Mm -hmm. and we just take it in. Kids just take stuff in. Yeah. Right? Or somehow our brain kind of started doing it as a coping mechanism for what we were dealing with, generally in childhood and teens, because that's where we're learning the most about how to handle emotions. And the brain is in a learning mode. Right. Right. It's in a very learning mode. It's not completely done its initial set of things that it does. Right. Right. And that goes on until the mid-20s or so. Right. I remember hearing somewhere like your brain kind of has reached its development around 25, 26. Yeah, a yeah. level of development. Now, the brain is always learning and changing, always. And that's the great thing is to understand, once you understand that so much of what what we do and how we are is not really set. It's not set. It was mostly learned and shaped. That's interesting. So we can unlearn and reshape. Okay. And that's yeah. why I like to use the word now, unleash. Right. Because the abilities are there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They're just kind of covered up with the initial learning and the initial shaping. Right. We've talked a little bit about you taming your brain and making these changes. So where did you learn that you could make these changes, these small behaviors, and tame your brain? Right. So I, I have a master's in pastoral counseling and mm-hmm. community mental health. Okay. I have been a trauma therapist for 10 plus years. Right. And... By saying trauma therapist, that means I worked with really serious situations and issues. Right. Uh, really sad stories. Of course. Right. And through that, and to keep the license, mm-hmm. right, you have to be licensed to do these things. Of course. We have to have continuing education. So when you work, I would hope that most therapists, when they work with trauma clients, that you're always seeking additional trauma training because that field is constantly evolving. We don't know every darn thing. Right. Right? We particularly don't know every darn thing about our brains. We really don't. And the impact that trauma at different ages, at different – how long did the trauma go on? Who did the trauma to you? All those things makes a difference in right. what happens in the brain. So all of that is still being learned. Of course. So I took the additional, some of the additional trainings that I more recently, like like probably like five, seven years ago, had some neuroscience in them. And that was the first time I was introduced to neuroscience. But as soon as I was introduced to that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the missing piece. Right. Now I can now I know what goes on in the brain when we're having some sort of emotional thing. Okay. Even if it's just procrastination, I don't mean just as if that's not important, but right. it doesn't have to be a big thing. Right. Like anxious moments, there's some there is a whole cascade of stuff going on in the brain that created that outcome for you. 
Right. And it ha- there's so many parts involved. And there's there are absolutely simple proven things we can do mm-hmm. to calm what's going on in our brain at any time. And not only does it calm it, it opens up more focus and more empowerment and more confidence because we can't, our brain just is not wired to do a whole lot of procrastination, self-doubt, anxious, whatever it is for you, Mm -hmm. for each person, and think clearly. Right. We know that, right? We know this. We all experience it. Yeah. I mean, that makes tons of sense. When I'm stressed, it's hard to put everything down on a list and make the best decisions possible. So the cool thing about knowing some of the neuroscience and being trained in some of those things Mm -hmm. is that it's really very simple. The brain actually is not that hard to make changes to it. You just have to know what to do. Interesting. And so I like to not only show people what to do, but I give them some of the why why do we care? Mm -hmm. Why is this important? Why do these things work? I go through that also, and I do this through webinars. Okay. So... What made you want to make the transition from, you know, trauma therapy to opening rebellious emotional balance? Ah, I love that question. I honestly, I probably got a little burnt out because I really had serious, very serious case. That's what came to me, right? And so a little burnt out and it honestly, part of it is once I started taking these continuing education that had to do with neuroscience, what hit me was why doesn't, why isn't this taught in more places? Why, just because I have a license, am I being told how my brain operates? That seems to me, everyone needs to know this. To me, I call it human being 101. Why aren't we taught human being 101? We're taught how to wash our face, wash our hair, take care of your teeth, you know, trim your nails, all the things. Why aren't we taught how to nurture our emotional self and our brain self? And all? why aren't we taught this? This needs to be more common knowledge. And so I pretty much, and that's, you know, my rebellious side, and I like the word rebellious, is like, well, fine, I'll do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all are keeping that, that information to yourself. I'm not going to let you ha- let you do that. I'm going right. to spread it out as far as I can. <laughs> yeah. And I can't do that as a therapist. Right. You know, because as a licensed professional, you have to, you know, there's a lot of yeah. rules and regulations. And particularly as a licensed counselor, mm-hmm. uh, states, you're very restricted by each state and stuff. So mm-hmm. going towards the... I, you know, if we just distinguish a therapist from coach, a little bit more in the coach realm, then I can reach everybody. Right. The restrictions are removed. Right. I, I just simply have to make sure that I'm not doing therapy as a coach. Right. Right. And that as long as I stay within my my wheelhouse of, of uh, rebellious emotional balance, <laughs> and I call it rebellious because... Partly because I like the word rebellious. I'm being a little rebellious by sharing information that was shared to me as a licensed professional. Right. Yeah. And I'm being rebellious, too, because and I'm making you part of it because yeah. I'm letting you in on the secret, <laughs> quote unquote, secret that ought not to be secret. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to break the rules right now. <laughs> these, are still, these are silly rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. We love a little rebellion over oh, here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
I would like to ask you, what was one of your first moments of achievement, like a milestone for you? Well, part of it is when it made a thousand percent sense to me because it filled in the blanks of why when, you know, XYZ is happening in session with one of my trauma clients is their reaction kind of this way. Like from a professional counselor standpoint and theoretical orientations, which is drilled into us, Mm -hmm. like I can make sense of that, but I wanted to know what was going on. What is really going on in the brain? Mm -hmm. And they finally filled in those blanks when I took that, those courses. And then when I started creating kind of a a structure, more of a planned, okay, I'm going to put these things in place for my clients, my trauma clients, and started seeing really good outcomes. And they're telling me, hey, the only reason I could do this was because I was doing exactly what you told me to do. Right. Right. The only reason I could accomplish this thing that I never could accomplish before was because I followed through on what you taught me. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing this. <laughs> and I literally yeah. have had those kind of multiple people. Multi- My trauma client base has gotten smaller as it kind of just, I just did stop taking on new clients. Right. You know, because I was getting a little burnt out and I wanted to do more of this a rebellious emotional balance. So it just kind mm-hmm. of petered out. But I I have um, a handful of trauma clients remaining that I've kind of um, let them know we're doing coaching now. It's right. going to be different. Right. But we've been together for so long because that's part of what you get when you're working with trauma clients. Right. This is a long-term, this is long-term work. Absolutely. Right. So I got to test. I told them too. I tell them, okay, you're kind of my test bunch. This is what I want <laughs> to do now. How... If you all will try this out, and they're so willing, they're just so willing, and it worked. And I'm like, well, if it works for you all, it's definitely going to work for everyone else. And I do the, the things too. Right. You know, I have found much more of my emotional balance by also daily doing some of these, because life throws stuff at We live in a stressful society. Absolutely. We live in a stressful world. Mm-hmm. You know, there are too many people who are living their lives in front of the news, mm-hmm. and they are so stressed out. They're anxious. They're fearful. And I don't blame them for that. Right. My point is it doesn't have to be that way. And it's not a just stop watching the news. No, no, right. no. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on in your brain about this. Right. So let's change that. I wanted to touch back because you mentioned you know, part of what the strategy is that that you um, put forth is to break larger problems down into more manageable bits. And I guess I wanted to ask about that. Like, it seems like this is a really effective approach. And why why is that? So that's a skill I've always had for some reason. My dad was a structural engineer, so perhaps it's partly <laughs> from there. And my yeah. both my parents were into crossword puzzles. Maybe it's, you know, I love cross. I will. I only do the New York Times Sunday crossword puzzles. It has to be a really hard puzzle. Or I won't do it. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing them for decades. So, um, right. But it's the same concept over and over again. Mm-hmm. And even when I was working in the software field, same concept. Right. Because I did that first for thirteen years. I was I was a software developer, designer, um, and um, tech- technical manual writer. I. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't do all that at the same time. That was kind of the evolution of my career there. It is the same thing. A customer comes in, and I was on large systems like FAA size systems. Right. Um, so a customer comes in and says, hey, we have this huge issue. We want it to look entirely different. You know, make it happen. <laughs> right. Yeah, that sounds like a huge problem. Right. Yeah. So you have to break it down. And then when you're working on a, like a, a team project, it has to be broken down so that each each team can then take off and do their thing and then come back and put it together. Right. So therapy for me is, is a lot the same. Mm-hmm. Clients come in with huge problems, and they're right. They are huge problems. Right. They can't use the same brain and the same methods as that that they've been using because their brain isn't in a place to be able to solve that problem for themselves. Right. And they don't understand. They can't see all the parts. They just can't. I mean, the brain just doesn't work that way. We can't see our own stuff. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, it's definitely hard to see. So I'm able to see it and listen on multiple levels, which is not something everybody can do. Let's just be honest. We know people that can listen and we know people that don't really listen that great. Right. Right. And I, I'm able to listen on multiple levels so that I can hear not only what you're saying, but I can hear underneath there some of the fears, some of the things that block the calm and confidence mm-hmm. and focus and empowerment. And that's where we get to. We got to get underneath there what's blocking you. Right. And so right now in the on-demand webinar, I give you tons of tools. I explain how it all works and why it works and what's important, why it's important. And for you start using those techniques, you will find that the anxiety starts calming. The self-doubt start going away. They Mm -hmm. don't hit you as much and as often. The procrastination becomes less overwhelming and you recognize these things more quickly mm-hmm. and know what to do to tame it, if you will, right. tame it down or settle it down a little bit more. And that's where I want to get people. I want you to be empowered to take care of what happens in your life. Right. I think some listeners right now are probably hearing some fairly like familiar things. It, you know, they might resonate with these kind of um, with these pictures that we're painting. Uh, what are some signs that someone should reach out to you? Great. I love that question. Um, so if you find yourself easily startled, mm-hmm. that's actually a brain thing. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, think of it that the the primary thing I talk about in the the my intro on demand webinar mm-hmm. is the impact of fight, flight, freeze on us. Mm-hmm. We just, we touched on how stressful, well, our lives are stressful. Yeah, absolutely. Our world is stressful, mm-hmm. right? We live in a society that is push, 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 faster, 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 more, more, more. Technology is constantly changing. There's stuff to keep up with. And, yeah. you know, it's it doesn't take long to feel like you're like, what the heck? I don't know what's going on anymore. Right. That means because this is the way that we're designed, that there is fight, flight, freeze going on. Another thing we're not taught about, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to teach you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fight, flight, freeze is a natural thing. We know that. We're born with that ready to go. We have, our brain has to learn how to handle emotions. Mm -hmm. We're shaped by what goes on around us. You have wonderful, loving people all around you. You're going to have a different shaping and learning of emotions 
than if there's, you know, inconsistency or, or whatever the situation. It doesn't, it doesn't right. have to be bad. We're not talking about really wonderful versus really awful. Right. Everybody's going to be shaped a little bit differently with their emotional responses. What we, ha- what we want to start recognizing is how much impact fight, flight, freeze has on us and what it looks like. So one is, like I said, if you're easily startled, mm-hmm. you probably are in a level of fight, flight, freeze. Right. And so my techniques help. That's basically what they really do is settle the fight, flight, freeze. Okay. Settle the fight, flight, freeze because our brain cannot do both fight, flight, freeze and very clear, empowered, focused thinking. It can't. That's the way the brain is designed. It's not anyone's fault. Yeah. It's not anyone's. You didn't create this. You didn't make this happen. You're not causing your own problems with this. It's literally how the brain works. So we look at, I look at the fight, flight, freeze. And so another one is like if we have a lot of people that say, well, I'm just a worrier. Right. Worrying is a level of fight, flight, freeze, and that can change. You don't have to be that way. Right. Wouldn't it feel good to feel very confident? Wouldn't it feel good to feel empowered? Because worrying is a form of I feel kind of helpless. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's something that I want to be able to do about this situation that isn't within my power or I can't see mm-hmm. what I can do because fight, flight, freeze blocks our problem solving also. We can't do them all because the fight, flight, freeze is in a different part of the brain than, than the you know the higher level thinking. We talk about the prefrontal cortex. It's behind the forehead. Yeah. Right? That's our higher level. Part of our higher level is also our intuition mm-hmm. and our empathy mm-hmm. and our morals, our morality, right. our emotional regulation, fear regulation, body regulation. That's all higher level thinking. Okay. Not basic movements, mm-hmm. but being able to decide and choose. Right. That's prefrontal cortex. Prefrontal cortex and fight, flight, freeze don't talk well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> The more fight, flight, for, and you see, you know that we know this. Like, I'm not really saying things you don't know. I'm just putting it together in a way that makes more sense. Because right. we've seen, we've all seen people in high levels of fight, flight, freeze, just never thought about it that way. True. But you know, you see it. You know it when you see it. They're, they're kind of out of control in a level, right? right? Maybe they're ranting or, or maybe they're, there's a, there's a simple solution to their issue, but they can't see it. Right. Right. Or or maybe they are just so frantic there they just can't put it all together. Right. Right? That's all fight, flight, freeze. And it does make it hard. It just doesn't talk well to the prefrontal cortex. Right. And we lose our empathy. So that's another sign. If we're having a hard time empathizing with somebody else's situation, mm-hmm. and empathy doesn't mean agree. Mm-hmm. And empathy doesn't mean understand. It just means feel for it, right? Right, Feel for it. If we are having a hard time empathizing, we're probably in a level of fight, flight, freeze. Interesting. It's it's those yeah. simple, I don't mean simple as in, I mean simple. I'm going to yeah. stay with that. <laughs> it's those basic kind of things. We just aren't taught to mm-hmm. recognize them. Right. Yeah, I've, I've never been taught this. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so... There are people who probably also have not been taught this. And 
For those who want to learn more about rebellious emotional balance and kind of get a better understanding of your offerings, like you mentioned your on-demand webinar, mm -hmm. like where can people go? What resources do you have for folks who are interested? So the the place that has the most information is the website. Okay. Uh, tamingyourbrain.com. There is a place on the website where you can um, book 15 minutes with me. All right. Yep. Just a consult. Just, you know, you can ask me whatever questions. We can talk about what your goals are and we can kind of see, is that really going to fit what I'm offering? Right. And I might be able to say, well, you know, take this webinar. That will, This webinar will probably do you better than this webinar because I'm trying to grow a more on-demand webinars. Right. Right. So right now my offerings are smaller because I've only been at this really for about a year and kind of trying to figure out how I want to offer it. Sure thing. But I want to make it really easy and accessible for people. So the two things I would say is um, uh, email is harder for me because I get a lot of emails and don't necessarily get it. Gotcha. Get to it. But feel free to book 15 minutes with me. Um, that is on the website. It might be a little bit hard to find. I'm going to work on that, making that easier. Okay. And I'm also working on making it um, a, an easier URL that will be 15 with Sherry. Okay. One five with Sherry. Okay. Um, you know, I would like to go a little bit more into what it looks like. Yeah, please do. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to, it's actually, I just did it in the webinar. I have a nice long list that we go over very carefully of what it looks like when we're in fight, flight, freeze, because it can look, it can be uh, high levels. If we get frustrated easily, mm -hmm. you're probably in a level fight, flight, freeze. Yeah. Sleep issues mm -hmm. are often fight, flight, freeze related. Right. Um, gastrointestinal issues are often fight, flight, freeze related because that's one of the set of chemicals that get released in the brain has to do with our digestive system. Right. I'm trying to, I'm very visual. Right. So I have to actually visualize that list. Right. To be able to name <laughs> off the things on the list. This is how my brain works. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird to me. But if we over empathize, I mm -hmm. said one earlier, if we're having trouble empathizing, mm -hmm. that is a sign, probably a sign of fight, flight, freeze. Okay. Also, if we're over empathizing. Now, that's really interesting. What does that look like? I I have run into people that like I that they just like feel they believe they're feeling in intense ways what somebody else is feeling. Okay. Uh, I don't want to uh, step on toes here. Um, <laughs> often that's really related to a fear, a fear of I might have to that might be me. Or a projected, oh my gosh, that's going to have a terrible outcome for them. Okay. And and so we feel that. We feel the intensity of that, that, that in our mind, the story we're kind of creating, seeing some piece of somebody's life that looks really tragic, mm -hmm. and, and it probably is to a degree, mm -hmm. we don't know the outcome, but often our brains will make stories up of, oh my gosh, this is going to be the outcome, and that's so terrible, and I am heartbroken over that. And... Not to say that that's not a, a beautiful thing in some ways, though it takes a huge toll on the person feeling this and does nothing to benefit the person who we're, we're doing it about. Right. 
that makes sense. Where where you're kind of like, because I think I've uh, I think I've had an experience like that where you know someone is telling me about a hard time that they're really going through, and more than just kind of being there and being supportive, it's almost like I walk away from that conversation also like feeling the negativity about their situation. Yeah. Even though you know I things on my end aren't going poorly like i can go home and relax right but i find myself you know this thought nagging at my head like oh man like this person's having a really hard time and i'm feeling bad about it now too like yeah kind of something like that like that yes gotcha there's actually fears underneath there Mm -hmm. and so what's really happened is and this is this is what just just brain stuff it's all brain stuff right all of those kind of things got triggered within the brain and the brain said oh my gosh is a threat to me so we go into a level fight flight freeze Gotcha. Because we're kind of worried about what that means for them, what that means for us. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've experienced something that is one of our interferes. We don't have to figure that out. Right. And this is why this is another difference between therapy and coaching is I'm not going to figure that out for you. We don't have to figure that out. Right. All we need to know is you're in a level of fight, flight, freeze, mm-hmm. and here's the techniques to use to settle that down so that you can gain some clarity and focus and feel more powered and confident. And then you can, now you have access to your problem solving and you can decide what it is you want to do about this. Maybe it's now you can decide maybe, oh, well, that's not mine. Right. And my worry is not helping them. So now I can let go of it. I see that. Right. Or maybe a whole bunch of problem solving for them kicks in and you do have a whole bunch of things that you can do to help them out and you want to. Right. We can't do that while we're in five fly freeze. Right. And that kind of makes sense. You know, I think um, from my limited knowledge, you know, flight, fight, flight, fright. I know I do. I can't talk. Uh, Flight, fright. Fight, flight, freeze. Those are the words. Thank you. Uh, So when you're in that kind of mindset, you know, it's it's a survival mindset. You want to get yourself out of the fear situation. But that's. But it also, like you've mentioned, you're the the yeah. higher functioning mind of really analyzing and picking the pieces out of like, why do I feel scared or why do I feel yeah. like I, the need to fight? So it makes sense that, you know, putting getting yourself out of this kind of survival mode allows you to think more creatively yep. about the, the problems word. you're having and right. how to Creativity. solve it. Yep. Awesome. And think about it this way, too, is like as adults in this world. Mm-hmm. We need that creativity. <laughs> we need that problem solving. We need that empathy. We need that intuition. Right. Losing some level of that because we're in fight, flight, freeze does us no good. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Absolutely. We need it. Um, worrying about finances and carrying that over into your everyday mm-hmm. can be a level of fight, flight, freeze. And that's not to say, none of this is to say that you don't have a legitimate worry. Of course. It's what it does to us and how we carry it. Right. Right. So it doesn't help us, for example, um, as we're preparing dinner and everything's there and everything's already purchased to worry about how am I going to pay, pay the mortgage? Right. Right. There is a time and place to deal with the mortgage. Right. It doesn't have to be all the time. Yeah. Right? Right. And I'm not saying that there's that's a legit yeah. concern. Absolutely. Let's learn how to also be in the moment yeah. and give ourselves some relief. And again, yeah. as we said, the problem solving is much better. Yeah. 
when we're not in that level of fight, flight, freeze. Absolutely. I give you an example for the um, the one about over-relating to others. Sure. So if all all you knew about my story was that I failed out of college in my early 20s, mm-hmm. that might evoke a, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh, mm-hmm. have you been able to get a job? You know, how has that hit you financially? Right. You know? But if you notice the way I say it, yeah. I failed out of college in my early twenties. Is there? There's no. Yeah. I'm not upset. Yeah, it's just a thing. It's just a thing. So sometimes we create in ourselves this this concern about things, and we're not noticing how the person who's actually is their thing, right? How they're reacting. Like if they're not concerned about it. Maybe there's not really anything to be concerned because we only have a snippet of the story. Right. So the rest of my story is, yeah, but I returned to college in my late 40s and now I have a master's degree and all this other stuff. So, (laughs) you know, that's just a snippet of my story. Right. You know, we can get that a lot with, um, you know, divorce, Mm -hmm. right? I'm divorced. Mm -hmm. I was in that that relationship for almost 30 years. Right. um, And... I'm actually very glad I'm divorced, right? It's mm. not a bad thing. Right. It, w- it was what needed to happen in my situation. So, but there are a lot of people who, you know, earlier on in particular would be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And I get where that's coming from. Sure, yeah. But listen to the way I'm saying it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it. no, it, it needed to happen. Right. It needed to happen. Absolutely. I mean, that's... A somewhat diff- a different topic, but in a lot of the experiences I've seen when people get divorced, it usually ends up being for the better, and they <laughs> usually end up being happier. Um, and that's divorce is a whole different topic. I'm is. just kind of using that <laughs> as an example of kind of we need to, you know, we would do better if we could tune into what the other person's actually saying. Right. But we're human beings. We're going to get triggered. Yep. We're going to have our own stuff fall into that. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Let's just recognize it and know that we don't have to stay that way and know that there's things we can do about it. Right. And notice it. Right. I have an, I give an example of, oh, so long ago, because I'm way old. So long ago, um, very simple conversation with my family where we were changing the way we're going to do Christmas presents. Right. This is one of my stories I share. Um, we were simply going from, uh, we were all, everybody gives everybody gifts. Right. Well, you know, after a while, good. That's really a lot. Expensive. Yeah, your family yeah. grows. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were changing to just the kids because at the time we had, there were some kids' kids. Sure. Right. And I had a strong emotional reaction to that. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember why at this point. Well, mm-hmm. what I remember is I had the reaction. It was easily read on my face and tone of voice. Right. Right. <laughs> And one of my other family members, as we're having the conversation, said, oh, my gosh, Sherry, it's okay. We don't have to talk about this right now. We don't have to do this right now. Right. And I knew enough at that time to know the initial reaction is an automatic fight, flight, freeze reaction. Right. Just give me a few moments. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I was able to say. It's like, no, it's okay. I just need a few moments to process. Yeah, yeah. And so I was able, right, literally that's all I needed was to get Settle myself a bit. Just look at what's really going on. Get rid of that fight, flight, freeze. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to have the higher level processing and think it through. Figure out, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. This is good. Totally fine. Right. 
right? So yeah. some we just need a little buffer just to recognize. So if you can, we can just recognize that this is what's happening, that's an improvement. Yeah. That's a good thing. Absolutely. And that's what you strive to help teach people, yes. which is amazing. <laughs> So like shoulds, a lot of people are in shoulds and obligations. Those are level, probably levels of fight, flight, freeze. If you right. call yourself a people pleaser, mm -hmm. that's a level of fight, flight, freeze because right. there's fears underneath all of that. Oh, of course. And again, we're not going to go into any of that. Oh, what we're going to go into is say, you're a, probably in a level of fight, flight, freeze. So let's use these techniques. Right. And then let's see how you feel, what your mood is, what your thoughts are after we do these techniques. Right. And in my webinars, I give live demonstrations nice. and I ask you to cooperate with me, <laughs> even though it's on demand, pre-recorded, yeah. <laughs> and because this is best understood by experiencing it. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I, um, I went through and I used the, um, one, I did the emotional balance challenge on your website. Oh, did you? Yeah. And I need I, to redo that. <laughs> well, I still found that it eased my mind and I thought that was really helpful. Oh, um, good. And there's also uh, your emotional balance quiz. Um, which we're not going to talk about my answer, uh, <laughs> which probably lets you know enough. Um, <laughs> but, I got to redo all of those things. But yes, those are there to help you kind of understand there are things you can do. Yeah. And you're in fight, flight, freeze more often than you think. And I don't necessarily use exactly that language with those things. Right. Um, but that's the core of what I'm, what I get at is the, the fight, flight, freeze. And so right. I use the terminology, unleash yourself from fight, flight, freeze and working on recognizing what it looks like for you. Right. Well, Sherry, we are, uh, we are running short on time. So I just have two more short questions for you before we go. Uh -huh. So one, what's one thing that you love about Tucson? Yeah, you know, I'm excited to be in Tucson. I've only been in Tucson two and a half years myself. I'm coming from Maryland. Mm -hmm. Huge difference. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot less water. I love, yeah. That is one thing I had to get used to, and I'm glad I have a pool. And that was one of my requirements. Like, right. I'm going to downsize my house so that I can afford to have the pool. Right. <laughs> and I need water. <laughs> Yeah, it's different that way, being on a coastal state to a landlocked state but um, and a dry state. Uh, Tucson is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, there's no end of wonderful food mm -hmm. and drink if you're into those things. It's, it's right. everywhere. There's so many events happen. It's got a great downtown. It, it's got great recreational activities. Yeah. I love every day being able to see mountains all over the place, real mountains. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean like Maryland. Ugh, this is an East Coast thing. We have real mountains. They're just <laughs> older, so they're worn down more. That's why they're not as tall. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. As as a person who's grown up near pretty much near the Rocky Mountains my entire life, it, I'm a little biased, right? I'm like, That's it's a hill. Um, <laughs> but yeah, having eight, nine, you know, thousand foot mountains here is incredible. Yeah. Being able to just, everywhere you look, it's there. Uh, sunsets, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the sunrises are lovely too. I don't see them. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, Tucson it's, is a beautiful place. It's beautiful. It really is beautiful. And 
it's it's got its own beauty. Now everything's trying to kill you too, but um. (laughs) (laughs) and there's something beautiful about it. (laughs) I like that it's a little bit wild, right? It feels a little bit wild. It's a little bit tame and it's a little bit wild at the same time. I like that. It appeals to my rebellious side. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I live in a place where there's Gila monsters and rattlesnakes, and what are you going to do about it? All right. And my final question for you is, do you have any events coming up or any seminars in the near future, March, that people should keep an eye out for? Well, I'm always adding new webinars. It takes me a while to put them together because I'm very particular. Yeah. Um, I get a little of that perfectionism streak myself. Yeah. By the way, perfectionism is also a level of fight, <laughs> flight, freeze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Uh, if we're, if we're harsh judges of ourselves and others, we're on a level of fight, flight, freeze. There's a lot of common. So I'm trying to also break them down a little bit more, my webinars to like address each one of those kind of things so that you can choose what's very specific to you. Not sure if I'll get to that because that's pretty detailed. Um, but that's what I love to do. I literally love to do these things, to share the information, to help people live better lives. I'm passionate about it. Yeah. Um, I don't have a specific event. Oh, I probably do. My go deeper. My go deeper is um, two parts. You don't have to take both parts. Okay. And that is a live. That's done live. Okay. And that one I tailor to whatever you bring. Okay. So if the and we do it in a it's a small group webinar. Okay. So it is a group, but I love groups because. You can learn from each other. Absolutely. You can find out you're not alone in what you're dealing with. And we can often find that your story actually helps someone else. And that is an amazing feeling. It is. Absolutely. So, um, folks, yeah, keep an eye out. We'll have a link for that in the show notes as well. Uh, So keep out an eye. And Sherry, it's been great to talk to you today. It's clear that you have a ton of knowledge on your subject and you have a ton of passion on your subject and you have that passion to help people and help tame their brain. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show today. Folks, check out those links, talk with Sherry and have a good one, y'all. Sincere pleasure. Sincere pleasure. Thank you very much. Of course. (laughs) Bye-bye now. (laughs) Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for another episode of T. Lokes, your go-to podcast for uncovering the untold stories of Tucson's local businesses and nonprofits. A big thank you to our incredible listeners for joining us on this journey of connection and discovery. Thanks again to Sherry McClurkin with Rebellious Emotional Balance for coming in and talking to me today about the many ways you can tame your brain. Show them some love and check out their links in the episode notes. A huge thank you to Louis Sanders at Soundhouse Publishing for making our unforgettable podcast theme music. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay connected with Tucson's vibrant business scene, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback is invaluable, and it helps us continue bringing you engaging conversations. As we wrap up, remember that T. Lokes isn't just a podcast. It's a community. Let's keep the conversation going on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or our Discord channel and share your thoughts, suggestions, or even recommend a local business or nonprofit you'd like to see featured on the show. Thank you once again for being a part of the T. Lokes community. 
Until next time, stay connected, stay inspired, and keep supporting the heartbeat of Tucson. Toodaloo.